the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We have come to a place in our society where we have to decide, are we going to believe the Jesus of the scriptures? You're going to be challenging that more and more every day of your life. You're going to have to decide, do I believe God's truth? Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhill.org. That's missionhill.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. On the mountaintop, God's power was on display. But on the valley, Satan's power was on display. On the mountaintop, you got a well-pleased father, God himself. In the valley, you've got a broken-hearted father. On the mountaintop, you got a perfect son, Jesus the Christ. In the valley, you've got a possessed son. On the mountaintop, you got all of heaven's glory. In the valley, you had demonic terror. So let's look at it. Mark 9, we're going to begin in verse 14. By the way, if you're taking notes, and I hope you should, because the dullest pencil is better than the sharpest mind, we forget. Luke 9, verses 37 through 42 also have this account, and Matthew 17, verses 14 through 21 also have this account. But Mark 9, verse 14 is where we're going to pick up. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and the teachers of the law were arguing with them. So Jesus, Pete, James, and John are descending the mountain, and they see this big crowd, the disciples and other religious leaders. And you know what we see here? It's a picture, unfortunately, of the modern church too often. It's religious people who are so caught up in arguing about things that are secondary or even worse that the people that are trying to get to Jesus, that the people that need ministry can't get what they need. So can I just look into your eyes for a second, even those of you not in this room? Can I tell you, if you've been hurt by church or church people, don't let that keep you from coming to Jesus. Don't let others keep you and block you from what you need most. Verse 15, as soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and they ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about? He asked Jesus. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I, I brought my son to you who's possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Did you hear what happened? A hurting father trying to get his child to Jesus, but the religious people were in the way. Jesus walks up, he sees the situation, and he's not happy. 
you unbelieving generation. He's not talking to the Father. He's now looking at the disciples, those other religious people in the crowd. You unbelieving generation, how long should I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. And when the Spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and he rolled around foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It's often thrown him into fire and water to kill him. If you can do anything, but if you can do anything, did you hear that? But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus. Remember earlier in Scripture, a leopard comes to, to Jesus, and, and he prays what we should pray. Jesus, if you will, heal me. Jesus healed him. He said, I will. Uh, your prayers are either if you can prayers or if you will prayers. Which are you praying? Because Jesus... <laughs> When you pray the if you can prayers, Jesus is going to say, if I can, do you know who you're talking to? Notice what he says. Everything is possible for one who believes. Amen. Do you believe that, church? Amen. If Jesus is alive, everything is possible. Can you say that together with me? If Jesus is alive, everything is possible. Let's say it again. If Jesus is alive, everything is possible. Now, I'm just going to tell you, there are a lot of us who gather regularly in places like this. We're unashamed to call ourselves followers of Jesus, but we don't live as if we believe what he said because he said, Everything is possible with me. If Jesus is alive, church, everything is possible. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help my unbelief. I can remember hearing that as a child and thinking, I can relate to that one. I mean, we all can relate to that one. I, I do believe God, but I doubt. I do believe God, but, but I don't understand. I do believe God, but I'm struggling. I do believe. Oh, God, I believe, but help my unbelief. Jesus saw a crowd was running to the scene. He rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit. He said, I command you, come out of him and never in him again. And the spirit shrieked, convulsed, and violently came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him to his feet. He stood up. And Jesus had gone indoors to his disciples and asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out, they asked. He replied, This kind can come out only by prayer. Now, I want you to look at me, and, and I want you to answer this question. Do you believe that some things can only be accomplished through prayer? Amen. The Bible's clear. Our battle's not against flesh and blood. 
That's what it says. Look at Ephesians 6, 12. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Scripture's clear. In spiritual battle, the word and prayer are our weapons of warfare. So we're going to spend a few minutes on this passage in the word. And right now we're going to pray. But we're going to pray open-eyed. Because I'm going to pray a verse over you. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Here's the verse. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the one who calls you is faithful. And he will do it. So, Father, that's our prayer in Jesus' name. You, the God of peace, rain down your peace in this moment. Speak that we might hear. Teach that we might learn. Give that we might have. Lord, I pray for freedom from the darkness of depression from men and women in this room, from those that would hear this voice in the name of Jesus. Father, I I pray in the name of Jesus that you would deliver us from those spiritual forces that are keeping us from your best. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that the words I say and my thoughts would please you. In Jesus' name, amen. What's taking place in this story, maybe greater than any other place in Scripture other than our Father God watching His Son on the cross of Calvary, you see the pain of a troubled and hurting father. Let me see your hand if you are or you have been a parent. Let me see your hand. All right, then you know there's no pain like kid pain. There's no pain like the hurt you when you've got a prodigal child or you've got a child who's hurting or you've got a sick child. His dad is doing whatever it takes to get his son help. What's the problem? Well, his son, he says, is possessed by a demon. How is that manifesting? Well, if I just read the symptoms, you would have said his son has epilepsy because that's what it sounded right. Like, right, he's having seizures. His body would become rigid. He would foam at the mouth. He's been behaving in ways, though, that in today's society would probably have him diagnosed with mental health issues. How do I know that? Well, because the father says that the demon is causing him to be hurt by fire and water. Well, what did he mean by that? Well, they're in the region of Galilee, surrounded by water. They're in a time in history where every meal was cooked over an open fire. What do you think's happening here? I think the father's saying this demon's trying to kill him through fire and water. So the child's trying to burn himself? Maybe trying to drown himself? Again, in today's society, we would probably say he has mental health issues. Am I suggesting that mental health is demonic? Well, in general, I'd probably say yes, because I, I think 
Mental illness is the worst illness anyone can experience. If you've got a broken bone, you can put a cast on it. It may hurt, but they can even give you something for the pain. And you know it's going to heal. If you've got cancer, you know it may take your life. But the reality is you can see it on a screen. And though you don't like it, you can understand that this thing has gotten into you and it's eating away. But if you are mentally ill, you feel like something's wrong with me and I don't understand and no one will understand and it hurts and nothing helps. So in a general sense, yes, it's evil. But no, I'm not suggesting everything in a technical sense is spiritual. In fact, I want to be very clear. I'm not a doctor. I'm not even a counselor. I'm just a preacher of the word of God. But I believe God's word. And so let me tell you what that means. I, I think that sometimes depression in our life can have biological causes. That means there can be biological things that have influenced that. Hi, I'm Paul Purvis, the lead pastor of Mission Hill Church right here in Tampa Bay. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's The Barnabas Effect. It's a ministry intended to encourage, equip, and empower you. You may not know this, but this ministry is made possible because of the generosity of listeners like you. We are able to be on the air because listeners like you are gracious and give to this ministry. Would you consider making a gift today? It would be our honor to send you a gift, a resource, as a result of your gift of any size. And you can make that gift by going to missionhill.org and clicking on the banner that says The Barnabas Effect. That will direct you to a simple way that you can give right there online. Thanks again for listening to The Barnabas Effect today. And now... We continue with our message. Let me give you one of the easiest examples. Postpartum depression. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands on that. But there are women in the room that would say, I know that's a real thing. There even can be imbalances and chemicals in our body that some believe cause depression. Biological. There can be relational causes for depression. I believe this is really important. If you're not right relationally, of course it depresses you. If you have children that have, have walked away or parents who aren't talking or if you have a husband or a wife in dispute or any other major relationship in your life, of course this can cause depression. And, and in fact, I believe one of the reasons we're in such a crisis right now is because of the isolation caused by COVID. People began to live in fear and they stayed away. And we need each other. We need this. Amen. We need the body. Amen. There can be relational reasons for depression. There can be circumstantial reasons for depression. I, I really feel like there have been seasons in my life where the circumstances around me have caused me to enter into a pretty dark place. The battle my dad had for his life and then his death, even after a long life, not because we didn't know he was going to heaven or that he hadn't had a long life, Man, just the loss, that was so discouraging and depressing to me. But there's no doubt in my mind there's spiritual causes of depression. There's sin in your life. It's that conflict with the Holy Spirit of God in your life. And when that's at conflict, there's no way you experience the joy and the peace of abundant living. Let me ask another question. Pastor, do you believe demons are real? Yeah. Why? Because my Jesus believed they were real. 
And the Bible talks about Satan wasn't the only one that left heaven. A third of the angels in heaven were kicked out with him and become demons. And that's why the Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians 6 that we're not battling flesh and blood. When your car battery dies, it may just be dead. But there is demonic activity in this world that affects our life. So as a follower of Jesus Christ, what did I say earlier? I am filled with the Holy Spirit of God. So listen, God's Spirit possesses me. No other spirit can possess a child of God. But the demonic spirits, they can oppress me. You don't believe that? My friend Billy's here. I I use him a lot because he sits up close. I'm glad you still sit up close, Billy. God saved you from a life of addiction, a lot of painful years. Is this true? It's it's true in my experience. Most every addict that I've encountered said there were plenty of days I didn't know, I I didn't want to do what I was doing. And I would say, I'm never going to do it again. And I would turn over a new leaf and I would say things are changing. But it was like something was pulling me back into this lifestyle. Is that true? What do you think that is? What do you think that something is? Let me deal with something before we dive into this a little more deeply. There is a myth that suggests that when you come to Jesus, you don't have mental health issues. And if you do, it's because you lack faith. You just need more God. I called that a myth because it is. You do need more God. Let's say that. Say, I need more God true story we do but that's not necessarily the cause of your mental illness you might need more sleep you might need a more healthy diet you might need more exercise you might need better friends you may need a counselor and you could even need medical treatment getting help is not a sign of weakness it's a sign of wisdom And so the things we're talking about today do not diminish any of those realities. Just because you meet Jesus doesn't mean everything else you desire comes to pass in life. If it did, every Christian would have a full head of hair (laughs) and six-pack abs (laughs) and the man or woman of their dreams by their side. I mean, it just doesn't always work that way. But when you trust the Jesus of the Bible, it says that Jesus changes everything. All things are possible for those who believe him. Do you believe that? All things are possible for those who trust him. So every situation, hear this church, we miss this. Every situation in your life should first be looked through through a spiritual lens. You should first say, okay, is there anything spiritual in my life that's causing or impacting or influencing what I'm going through? Because God cares about your mental health. I know that because my Bible says the Lord is my light. It says he saves those who are crushed in spirit. It says he's close to the brokenhearted. It says he's my refuge. It says he is my shepherd. He cares about my needs and he tells me to cast my cares on him. He wants me to cry out to him. So just write this down today. God is not intimidated by your honesty. But he does not always take away your pain. But he does promise this. Listen to Isaiah. This is what my mom has told me is her favorite verse. You will keep in perfect peace 
those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. You know in the in the Hebrew what that those two words perfect we, peace are? It's kind of funny. You know what it is? You know the words. You knew Hebrew words right there. You just didn't realize it. It is shalom, shalom. It's just shalom twice. He's saying when you trust in Jesus, he will give you God's rest. God's rest. Whatever the circumstances, whatever the health situation, whatever the relational needs, he will give you rest. So at the end of the day, you've got to ask, do you believe Jesus enough to say that he'll make all things possible and give me everything I need? Well, believe it or not, we're about to the end. Because walking through this story tells a story. But here's the good news. The father rightly assumed his son's condition had a spiritual reason. We... We should not assume all physical and mental health problems are demonic issues. But we must recognize that many of our problems do have spiritual origins. So what do we do? I want to go back to something I've said. After you look through the spiritual lens, you may, desire, you may figure out some other things are needed to be done. Let me walk through some of those again. It's a list worth repeating. Doctors are telling us more, it seems like, every day of the importance of sleep. You may need more sleep. Doctors are reminding us every day of the importance of exercise. Is that right, Dr. Marcus? You may need more exercise. I know I do. There's a clear connection between that and your mental health. Pastors and counselors are telling us every day of the importance of right relationships. We prayed that for little baby Jack when we committed him to the Lord, right? We want right relationships with him because those wrong relationships tear away at our mental health. You may have something biological going on. I would tell you there's something afoot in the psychology world. Did you know that it, one of the leading psychology studies that just came out has now said they believe there's no connection between serotonin in the brain and depression? If that proves to be true, that's going to rock the world of medication and psychology. But we do know there are things that cause biological mental illness. After you've looked through the spiritual lens, you feel free to go see a physician. That's important. We're not scared of that. God's given us everything that's good. It comes from him. You may even need to sit down with a counselor, and we would love to recommend godly Christian counsel to you. But what should you do first? I do this with fear and trepidation because depression is not a simple issue. But I want to leave you with Three thoughts that are as simple as A, B, C. Okay? Here's the first one. Ask God for discernment to recognize the spiritual nature of your problems. So the psalmist prayed this way. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know even my anxious thoughts. 
So pray something like this, God, man, I haven't thought about it this way, but if there's a sin that's in my life that's calling this, or if I'm being oppressed by some spiritual activity, God, I want that out of me in the name of Jesus, and God, just give me discernment to know, are these battles I'm facing spiritual nature? Number two, believe Jesus can meet your needs, whatever they are. Friend, I'm just telling you, we have come to a place in our society where we have to decide, are we going to believe the Jesus of the Scriptures? You're going to be challenging that more and more every day of your life. You're going to have to decide, do I believe God's truth? Amen. And if you do, when you cry out to God and you say, oh God, if you can't help me, he's going to say, if I can, everything is possible if you believe You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. Be encouraged by The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on Faith Talk Tampa. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.